Hello, and welcome to episode two. I'm your host, Sarah Chappé. And I'm your other host, Jake Cooley. The Relatively Relatable podcast is a weekly podcast about life, trends, FAQs, and advice from two people who have no business giving it. The Relatively Relatable podcast is brought to you by Blank Slate Link. And to find out more, head over to our Facebook and Instagram page at Blank Slate LNK. So Jake, a topic that I get asked about a lot just because of what Blank Slate does and um, what we try to do by incorporating fitness into our business structure is we always get a lot of opinions and questions about the do's and don'ts of the gym. And so I thought that mm. would be a good topic for us to talk about today, this week. Absolutely. Um, and I think, so for example, I am now going back into my world of uh, traditional gyms. I've been kind of in like the boutique CrossFit gym sphere for a while. And with this training of Ironman, I'm back into like the Y so that I can swim and use their bikes. And I'm seeing that there's a lot of people who don't know that there are do's and don'ts to the gym. Yeah. I feel like, um, at gyms that are really easily accessible like that, you see a lot of interesting things. Yes. So I thought we could talk about that. And if anybody is thinking about joining a gym, maybe the um, this will help them out a lot. Cause I remember when I first started going, I knew there was unspoken rules to a gym, but you don't want to ask anybody like, what are <laughs> the unspoken rules of this gym? And so maybe yeah. this will help somebody feel a little bit more comfortable heading into that gym world if they're not in it already. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's just start out with like, what type of gym world do you currently go to? Um, so the gym that I go to is... Um, trying to think of the best way to describe it. It's, ba it's basically just like a bodybuilding gym where it's like all mostly weights. Like there's not a big cardio section. We mm -hmm. have like two or three treadmills and a Stairmaster and an elliptical. And that's all the cardio equipment we have and a, a rower. Um, so it's, you know, bench benches, squat racks, a lot of dumbbells and cable machines. Yeah. And then there's also like a, a strip of turf and then some basketball courts and whatever. Um, it's one of those gyms that's in a warehouse. So it's like, you know, trying to be kind of trendy and that's like a weird thing nowadays. People are just like, um, I think probably just cause the overhead's low, but yeah, they'll get, they'll rent out these warehouses and, um, they'll never have air conditioning or like proper HVAC. So it's like always in the summer, it's really, really hot in there and I get a lot of sweat going. And then in the winters, it's like really, really cold and it's hard <laughs> to stay warm. Um, so yeah, but um, that's the style of gym I go to, and the main reason I go to a gym of that style is because it it just supports like um, my goals right now. So right now my my training style is basically just bodybuilding and powerlifting. Um, I'm not really doing anything that would require like a full like CrossFit space or yeah. You know I've today I've been going to this gym for almost a year and I think today is the first time I've actually taken advantage of the turf and I did some sled pushes. Oh, um, but I mean, I usually just use that area for warming up and stretching or whatever. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the thing that I'm doing right now. Okay, cool. So, um, for me, my style of gym and workouts are a little bit not as structured as maybe yours are or like a traditional person. So, um, when blank slate first started, we were doing like one-on-one -on -one and small group coaching. We turned our garage into a small studio gym. And yeah. so now I have access to that pretty much 24 seven. 
Um, but it's completely different from that where I have all free weights and a couple pull-up bars and some sleds. Um, we don't have any machines, so like no bikes, no ellipticals, like no cardio equipment like that. The cardio is from like box jumps, jump rope or running. Right. Um, and so then I'm also in this other world that I'm now getting into of Ironman training, which is running, swimming and biking. So I'm back into like a normal gym where I'm swimming or I'm out on my bike doing long rides or I'm running, you know, around town. So my my current world is very different than like maybe my background of gyms have been. I started really getting into fitness at like the Planet Fitness type gyms. Yeah. Those like really low cost, like kind of crappy equipment um, gyms. And then I switched to CrossFit, which is still not like going to the Y, but I feel like there's still unspoken rules to maybe boutique gyms like that now. Yeah. I mean, I think the overall unspoken rule is basically like, don't be a douche. Yeah. I feel like, but for some reason, a lot of people don't even know how to not do that. Yeah. They don't even know that's a rule. They're just <laughs> right. like, whatever. I don't care about you. Or I, I feel like people that are, are usually that way, they don't see themselves like anything they do, they see no wrong in. Yeah. So it, you know, it's, it's hard to <laughs> drill it into that, those kinds of people, but yeah. Um, Well, let's start with do's that people can focus on because I feel like there's always stuff. My literal worst fear about now going to the Y is that someone is going to take a video of me and it's going to (laughs) trend of me looking like an idiot, even though all I'm doing is, yeah, (laughs) is biking and running. But like knowing me, I also know that I could probably end up there. So, yeah. (laughs) um, So what would you say that your like top do of a gym would be, whether it's for your gym or just gym goers in general? Um, yeah. So I think like I, I could think of a lot of these, but I tried to think of the things that would be most productive, not only to like existing in the gym, but also just in training in general. Yeah. Um, so my number one most important thing that I would say everyone should do when they go to the gym is have a plan. Yes. And the reason I think that's important is because one, if you don't have a plan, you're less likely to do like do things that are challenging to you or that you don't like. And, um, I don't mean that in like a whole style of training that you don't like, but a lot of people, if they're just weightlifting, you know, dudes that don't have a plan when they go to the gym, end up only benching and doing bicep curls. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) And that's just not really conducive to, um, a balanced training plan. And, uh, the other reason for that is, or for having a plan is you can always tell the people that are at the gym that have no idea what they're doing. Right. And I don't, I don't mean that in the way of like, just like technique or anything like that, but they kind of just wander around and they're in the way. And, um, (laughs) I don't know. It it really frustrates me when I see someone at the gym that seems like they have no purpose, like being there, like they don't, they're not trying to accomplish anything. Yeah. They're like really unsure. Right. And, those people are usually the ones that end up um, doing the things that are in my don't do list. Yeah. So I won't really spoil that too much, but like end <laughs> up like being overly conversational with people in the gym and just being distracting. So yeah. Um, my number one do for the gym is go in there with a plan um, and know what you're trying to accomplish for the day. Yeah. So would you say like having a plan could even be as simple as just like, I'm going to warm up 
I'm going to work on legs today, like for a beginner person. And then like, I'm yeah. going to end with running or like, it doesn't have to be super intricate. Yeah, like maybe. It, it does for, for a beginner. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like as granular as maybe my plans are or yeah. your plans or someone who's training um, specifically for something. But even just like knowing that you're going to the gym to run on the treadmill for 30 minutes, yeah. that's your plan. Like you're not going to spend uh, a bunch of time wasting energy and time doing other things that don't really matter. Um, so yeah, you could, if you wanted to structure a little bit, you could say, my plan is I'm going to go in for five minutes. I'm going to warm up for 20 minutes. I'm going to treadmill. And then for another 20 to 30 minutes, I'm going to do light leg strength work or, yeah. you know, whatever, and then put a cool down or stretching or something in there. Yeah. Um, it just helps you be more productive. And I, you know, I don't think that, um, a really good workout should take you more than an hour or an hour and a half. Like that's the Definitely, max. I, yeah. I think you can get a lot done in 30 minutes and be really productive. But um, especially like in, in my world, I think there's this misconception where you have to spend two or three hours in the gym lifting and like maintaining a pump to build yeah. muscle. But in reality, like there's quite a bit of literature out there that shows as long as your workout and your, your weekly volume is hitting a certain amount, you can really get all that stuff in, in like 30 minutes and be yeah. really efficient with your time. So, yeah. um, unless you really enjoy just like hanging out at the gym and being around the gym atmosphere, I'd say, yeah. um, which like, like who write, does write though? I don't know. I like, my, I can't um, do that. I, I talked to a guy not too long ago who told me that his favorite thing to do on the weekends is just kind of like hang out at the gym. Like he goes and gets his workout in and cause he goes to like a mega gym. So he gets his workout in and then he goes to the spa and like does a, does a steam in the sauna oh. and like will sometimes get a massage and gets like a smoothie from the thing. Oh my gosh. Like, that's so bougie. That's, I mean, it is Overland park after all. But, so yeah. it's not uncommon to do here, but I don't know. I don't, this is going to sound really mean, but I just really don't enjoy being around the people that go to the gym very often <laughs> or like for extended periods of time because there's enough people that violate my um, like top don't do yes things that just make it just makes me unreasonably irritated and I just yeah. have to leave. Like I, I get my like, thing, I get done and I have to leave. I feel like our don'ts are going to be where we really get into the nitty gritty juicy stuff of this right now. But we're kind of trying to ease people <laughs> into like thinking that we're not as like maybe snarky yeah. as we are. Well, when you uh, when you like sent me th these things to fill out, it was like harder for me to think of things to do. <laughs> Because I spend so much time just thinking of like, don't do that. Don't do that. Just don't do that. It. Whenever I'm in the gym, like there's very few times that I'm in the gym and it doesn't mean it doesn't ha like there, it doesn't mean that everyone that's in the gym is an idiot, but there's very few th times that I'm in the gym where I'm like, that's something that everyone should do yeah. because all I'm, you know, all I'm taking in is the things that annoy me. So. For sure. But yeah, we can try to be uh, uplifting and positive for the first few minutes. In the beginning and then we'll tear yeah. <laughs> everybody apart in the second half. Absolutely. Okay. Do so, you have uh, any others? Yeah, I've got. Do you want to uh, want me to go through all of mine at once? Uh, yeah, you can go through yours okay. first. Great. Save the best for last. I see mm -hmm. how it is. Mm -hmm. Um. So the next thing that I would say to do, and this is kind of this is something that I've just now sort of come around to, um, and it might seem sort of controversial, but I would say that you should be taking videos of yourself while you're in the gym. Um, especially, you know, maybe not if you're on the treadmill for a half hour, <laughs> but if you're doing, doing the kind of things that I do, um, where you're strength training, powerlifting, 
things that are very technique driven. Yeah. Um, I think it's really important to, to record your working sets and make sure that what you're doing, like you're not doing anything weird with your technique. Um, the reason that I think this sounds controversial is because whenever you see someone in the gym recording themselves and even me, and I have this tip on my thing, um, I'm always like, wow, they're, they're like super conceited or they're like going to just post that to Instagram or whatever. Um, and like, I don't know, I've posted lifting videos to Instagram before and maybe I shouldn't be proud of it, but I don't think that's inherently a bad thing. But, um, I especially think that videoing yourself, as long as where you set up your phone or whatever, doesn't take up a bunch of room or like inconvenience someone else. Yeah. Um, I think it's really, really good and really powerful. And then you have that on your phone and you can go back, you know, if you're feeling like a lack of motivation, it's a thing that you can go back to in six months and see like, Oh, I did this weight and this is how I looked. And here is my lift from today. And the weight has increased. I can see it on the bars more and my form looks yeah. better or whatever. Like if you're training properly, those things can serve as um, motivation to you as well. Yeah. So I think like, I mean, I, for example, really enjoy when people do post like videos of themselves because um, I can watch it. Like if I'm watching someone, it's going to be like a professional. It's not going to be like, right. you know, my peer maybe. Well, that's not right. true. I know some people who do have really good movement patterns, but I'm watching their technique and maybe even just like how they're setting themselves up, maybe their breathing techniques and things like that to see like how they prep their body before they do a squat or something right. like that. And that doesn't necessarily teach me anything, but it might show me like another way that will just like improve my, like taking a nice deep breath before each squat down. It's like just more mindful of like, oh, okay, I need to do that. Right. And yeah. so. And that's another thing too, is I feel like most people, maybe not beginners, but once you kind of start to get into the world of, or getting really passionate about it, you, you tend to like on Instagram, you'll follow people that, I don't know, have physiques that you desire or whatever and you end up seeing videos of people doing things a certain way yeah um and if they're good at it you can take videos of yourself and kind of like a b compare like here's the things that they're doing and here's the things that like maybe i'm not doing and maybe i should try to do like just different positioning cues yeah for sure yeah i agree um so my last thing and this is i don't this was hard for me to put in my do's because it would be very easy to like reword it and put it in my don'ts. But (laughs) I, um, be very cautious of in-house personal trainers and I could do an entire podcast segment on just this topic. Yes. Um, but if we're talking about beginners, I think a lot of times it's easy for people to feel like, oh, I need to get a personal trainer so they can teach me what what to do and how to do everything right, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And that line of thinking is correct. Like, I think that's a good thing to do. But I just, I just wouldn't assume that just because someone is a personal trainer at the Y or at Lifetime or at Genesis or wherever you go, yeah. that that means they really know anything. Because basically anyone can get certified to be a personal trainer. Like, you basically... I don't want to like water this down too much or undersell it, but um, you can kind of just like take an online course and pay for it. And then you take a test at the end of it and then you're certified as a personal trainer and then Mm -hmm. you can get these jobs at these gyms. So um, I would kind of, if you're going to do the personal trainer route, which I think is good, especially if you're a beginner, 
I would make sure to sort of try to shop around a little bit. Yeah. So you can kind of, um, most gyms will not charge you for the first session or if they do, it's really, really cheap. So you can try a few different ones and get someone that, um, you like, you kind of connect with and someone that, um, understands how to program workouts for your specific goals yeah. and also someone who is not afraid to tell you that you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Um, I see a lot of personal trainers at the gym that I go to specifically and even some other gyms that I've been to where they're just the hype man. Like people are paying them basically to be a yes man. So mm -hmm. anything that you do as the client, no matter how garbage it is, no matter how risky it is, they'll be like, yep, keep working, keep pushing. You got it. Let's go. And they always have yeah. this weird like speaking cadence and it sounds yeah. like a, like a DVD. Um, <laughs> so my, I'm, to bring it back in, my tip is, um, to shop around for personal trainer and just be cautious of, um, the people that like, don't, don't have a yes man. You don't need yeah. yes men in your life. Like yeah. have people that are actually, that actually are, um, not just cashing your checks, but actually take a stake in caring yeah. about your progress. So, yeah, I just thought of like, so back to your first or your second point about like taking videos of yourself. I see that new like trend of the beach body, like everything that's like a, an online trainer that like can't really see you. So it like oh, goes yeah. for both of yours, like to be okay with like working out in front of a mirror or taking a video of yourself because your trainer isn't actually there to watch your form. And I know a lot of right. the movements are pretty body weight movements, but it's still good to like then rewatch it and see like, does this match what they're showing me? Right. Because I'm not necessarily against those things. But I just think it's hard for them to be like, okay, do this kind of advanced movement and you're not really sure what you're doing. And if you're not watching yourself or rewatching yourself, it's like going to be really hard to know if you're making any progress or not. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think you're right. Like most people, I've never had a personal trainer in my life except for when I did CrossFit and that doesn't really even count. Like we had, you know, the mm -hmm. coaches that run the classes or whatever, but, um, it's not like personalized or individualized. Right. Like ev everything that I've learned in, in the way of like proper movement has been more or less through watching videos online. And um, for a long time, like really until this last year, I never recorded myself doing anything. Yeah. So I always just kind of assumed that I was doing it right <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> because I mean, like, because most gyms have mirrors all over the place. Yes. So you kind of watch yourself do things and you're like, oh, yeah, I mean, that look that looks good. Yeah. Um, but while you're moving weight, like it's it takes a lot of mental bandwidth to focus on the movement and focus on your cues and then also be taking in feedback from the mirror. Yeah. And I, I really don't feel like it's, it's a, it's even possible to in real time make corrections because there've been times where I've come off a squat set and in the mirror, everything looked great, but I had my phone set up behind me and I would see things happening with my knees or with my legs. Um, yeah you know, you get a different angle and you, you realize that you've, you've kind of fallen apart. Like you're just in the mirror, you're watching yourself in one plane. Yes. Um, but you, if you don't get any of the other angles, then you're, you're not getting a full picture of what's actually going on. Yeah. Um, so I think it's important to just, um, see things from a different perspective. Definitely. So, yeah. Especially if yeah. you have a really bad personal trainer. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, really, I you shouldn't get me started on that. Like we, we'll have to do a whole segment on. Well, maybe we'll get into it when we do our don'ts. I'm, a, I'm sure we'll just somehow work our way to that yeah. topic. Yeah. Um, is that all you got for your dues right now? Yeah. Yeah. What do you have? Um, so the first one I have is 
Uh, do be okay with asking questions, whether you're at a traditional gym or a boutique gym. Um, so like that basically means asking questions, even if you don't have like a personal trainer, just like if you're yeah. new or if you, you know, are unsure of how to use a, um, piece of equipment or, you know, anything like that, like just be okay with asking questions because like when you first start a gym, like for, it's kind of hard for me. Cause like I walked into like a functional fitness CrossFit gym and their job is literally to just like answer questions from the moment you get there. Right. And I was really fortunate to have a really good coach and a really good, he was a really good gym owner and he always just made you feel very welcome. But some people aren't like that. And some gyms aren't like that. And some coaches aren't going to be like that or some you know, people that work out at the same time as you aren't going to be like that. So just like be okay with asking questions and be okay with asking multiple questions. Um, because you're not, you're not going to get better. You're not going to feel comfortable without doing those things. Right. Um, I think it's, I think it's important too, to understand that if you go to a gym, like, like the Y or, you know, lifetime fitness or whatever, there's always like attendance there. Yeah. Like there's always people walking around and, I don't really know what people think that those people's job is. Like they're not security guards. Like <laughs> they're, they're not, not there just to like clean either. Always. <laughs> right. They're, they're in the, they're really not, that's really not even their job. And yeah. we'll get into that too, I'm sure. But, um, <laughs> they really, their job really is to teach you how to do things. If you have questions, like yes. those are usually the people that are also the trainers that you yeah. can hire. Yeah. Um, so if you have questions, like ask those people, but I also like the tip of, you know, if there's someone in the gym who looks like they know what they're doing, um, ask them too, because yeah. very seldom are you going to really bother someone. Yeah. Like, especially if you ask them at the right times, um, if they're, if they're in a rest set, you know, they don't have their headphones in, um, or whatever. And that yeah. can go, that can also go with, you know, if you need someone to spot you on something, yeah. which I think people should do also. Um, ask one of the attendants for sure. And if one of them aren't available, then ask someone yeah. who's just like in a rest set or something. Which was like a new concept for me when I was switching from like the CrossFit world. Um, I was at like kind of a gym that you were, you're kind of talking about, like it's, you know, like a lifting gym, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I had never had to ask somebody to spot me because when we were in like our CrossFit gym, you were like partnered with somebody during strength or you just like, they were there right. doing the exact same thing as you. And I remember I went with you one time and I was like, um, can you like spot me? And you're like, yeah, no big deal. Like I ask people to do it all the time, which is even <laughs> weird. Cause like I knew you and I was there with you and I still didn't even want to yeah. ask you to do it. But right. like, I learned that that was just very much a common, like, Hey man, can you squat or spot for me? And it was just like, that was like an unspoken rule that like, if somebody asks you to spot them, like, if you're able to go do it. Yeah. No one is ever going to say no, unless they're like in the middle of a circuit or something where yeah. like they're actually, even their rest is kind of scheduled in. Um, yeah. And they it, still it, will probably say yes. Yeah. Or like, they'll say, or they'll say, can I, can you give me a couple seconds or can yeah. you give me a, can I finish this set quick or whatever? And then they'll come catch you or whatever. Yeah. Um, Rarely yeah, like, anyone is going to say no, like go away. Right. It's part of, it's really part of the culture and most people are just afraid, you know, that I think, I think a lot of it is people are afraid to have someone watching them do something. Yeah. And also at the time that you, so I rarely use a spotter, um, unless I'm going for a new like PR or something, 
But that's because I've been lifting for long enough to like, I know where my threshold is and I can yeah. tell while I'm lifting, like, okay, I probably have one or two left before I will start to struggle. So yeah. I'll hit those two and then I'll put it up or whatever. But, um, that being said, I, I still don't really like when I'm going to hit it, try to hit a new PR and I have some rando spotting me <laughs> yeah. because it's not a good look. And like your last, when you're really grinding out your last rep, like basically everything you're doing is wrong. Cause you're yeah. just trying to get the weight up. Yeah. Um, unless, I mean, even for me, but some people are not that way. Um, so it is kind of humbling, but I, you know, it, it's better than the alternative of dropping the bar on your chest and yeah. getting stuck under it, which I've also done that before. Yes. This um, girl in, that I went to high school with, um, she was lifting and I mean, we were in high school and I think she was just in like strength class or something and she was benching and she dropped the bar on her face, like on her yes. nose, broke her nose. Yeah. And whenever I lift, whenever I bench, I always ask somebody to spot me now, even if I know I 100% can get the weight up, it's like the unloaded bar. Yeah. And so like, can you spot me? Because I'm just like terrified I'm going to slip and it's going to land on my face now. Right. And that's, I mean, that's one of those things that I don't even know if having a spotter would help you for something like that. <laughs> they're probably not like, they probably don't have their hands on the bar the whole time and they're not going to like catch it if you drop it or whatever. Yeah. But there is like, I mean, Mental. if you have someone watching over you, you probably think a little bit more about not um, like running the bar into the rack and then yeah. dropping it on your face. Like, yeah, I feel like if you have an audience, you're more inclined to try to do things properly. If they're, and get it if they're up. like if someone yeah. is going to be standing right behind me while I'm squatting, like I'm for sure not going to drop that weight and I'm going to yeah. stand that way up. Right. So. Yeah. That's the hope anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then my next one is do be okay with being new at something and do be okay with scaling back if you're learning. So that, term scaling is pretty common in like the CrossFit world because they have the recommended workout or the prescribed workout, which would be like the prescribed or recommended reps and weight and time domains and all of that. And a lot of the time you can't do those things or like there's a lot of movements I still can't do. So I scale back. So if there's like a heavy weight, I'll scale down so that I'm not going to kill myself or you know, be one rep maxing a lot of the right. workout. Right. And I think it's really difficult for people if they're coming out of a, a gym culture, like bodybuilding or just like traditional lifting, like high school lifting off their football team into right. like a CrossFit style gym um, and being told you can't do that weight right now or being told like, okay, your form is bad. Let's, let's take a step back and do lighter weight so that your form can be better because they're like, well, I can get the weight up. That means I can do it. And it's like, right. no, you can't do it because your back is blown out. Your knees are blowing out and yeah. your form is terrible. You're like not doing anything beneficial. And so I think, I mean, even with my um, Ironman training, part of what I'm doing right now is heart rate training. And basically what you do is you make yourself run extremely slow to train your body to burn your like restored fat on your body and everything that I've read on it is like it's boring and yeah, you're gonna feel like, like you can like you obviously can go faster but you're scaling back to like practice technique and things like that and I think people just don't ever want to be a beginner at something right and so I think that's just like a really good thing to be okay with being new be okay with learning and trying to absorb as much as you can 
Um, I remember when I first started CrossFit, I would come home and watch so many videos on movement patterns and like terminology and stuff because I just wanted to absorb all of the information to get better. Yeah. When I wanted to do my first pull up, I watched so many videos on like technique on how to build strength for pull up, not just simply like how to do a pull up. It was like how to build right. strength for it. Right. And usually to do a pull up, you're going to be doing other movements like dumbbell rows and ring yeah. rows, things that you wouldn't think that I'm just going to crank out like a bunch of bandit pull ups. Like you'll get there, but it, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. Like I've seen people do that where they just stay after class and they do like 10 sets of 10 banded pull ups and it's like, okay, well, you could do right. that or you could do some other stuff too. And so, and just be okay if somebody tells you to scale back, if you do have a trainer or if you are in a CrossFit style gym or a boutique gym and someone says, hey, you need to scale back, like the way you lifted in high school with your freshman buddies <laughs> on the football team is not correct. Right. Like be okay with being like, okay, yes, maybe I should take a step back. And yeah, I've always like, I've always wanted to hmm, try to think of how to say this. So like I'll be at the gym a lot and I'll see people doing things just absolutely atrociously. Yeah, it's like deadlifting. Like almost always. <laughs> and I've always gone back and forth on whether or not I should be the person to be like, hey, can I give you a tip? Yeah. Or like, can I like give you some advice or whatever? Because people get really um, um, defensive about that kind yeah. of thing because no, like no one likes to be told that what they're doing is wrong. Yeah. And especially... Uh, to your point of like, well, I got it up. So yeah, like, I'm obviously strong enough. And it's like, well, <laughs> not really because you're, you're really limiting, you're giving yourself a pretty low ceiling by the way that you're moving. Yes. That's something, that's a thing that people don't understand is like, yeah, like a lot of people can get to a certain point in strength with really garbage form. But if you want to hit, get to the next, like break through a plateau, or whatever that baseline level is, you really have to start to optimize your body mechanics yeah. to make sure that you're actually using the proper mu muscles. And um, that's just not a thing that most people like to try to think about. Yeah. Um, but I, there is one time that um, when I still lived in Lincoln at the gym that I used to go to, there was a kid that was doing bent over or um, landmine rows, which is like uh, basically like a bent over row, but his back was his entire back, like lower back, upper back and everything Ugh. was literally arched like a, like a cat, you know? Oh, no. And he was just like pulling it with his biceps. And he had this, he had a friend that he was lifting with. And that, that bothered me more than anything. Cause that kid knew, looked like he knew what he was doing. Yeah. Um, but he was watching his friend just be an idiot and like, didn't say anything to him. So that bothered me. And I, I just, I just had this bad feeling that this kid was going to get hurt. Um, so I, I went over and told him, um, Hey dude, like you're 100% going to destroy your back if you keep doing that, especially yeah. if you, you want to get stronger and you want to do more weight. And I like showed him how to properly do it. And he go like, he was actually super appreciative mm -hmm. and he was like, yeah, I, like I've just started coming in with my buddy. And then his buddy comes walking over like chest all puffed out, like, <laughs> like trying to see what was going on. I was like, oh, I was just giving him some tips or whatever. He's like, yeah, he's super new, isn't he? And like all like, Yikes. like garbage about it. And I was like, oh, so, so really what was happening was this kid brought in his friend to make him feel better about himself yeah. because he wasn't that strong. He just like kind of had some, it was like, he was still pretty new. He had some muscle built up, but he wanted to feel like the alpha. 
Yeah. And so when I when I went over and I was way stronger than both of them, not to toot my own horn, but when I went over and like gave them some <laughs> tips, like that, the alpha kid was super offended, and the kid that was actually trying to learn um, was appreciative. So yeah, I don't, know. I don't know if I would recommend doing that kind of thing, but it's a thing that I think about a lot. Would you so. like be offended if someone came up to you and said something to you? If it was like um, actually a helpful tip? It kind of depends on who it would be coming from, I think, yeah. which like there's no real way to say this that doesn't sound super um, like conceited or, or pretentious or shallow. But if someone who comes up to me and looks like they've never been in the gym before in their life and they start telling me how to lift, um, that bothers me. <laughs> like, yeah, there's a lot of tr like a lot of the trainers at my gym are people that um, are kind of just naturally attractive, but are not really... <laughs> that athletic and yeah. they've like learned things they've learned whatever literature they have to be a certified trainer or whatever but they don't actually like when i see them lift they do everything wrong yeah so if they came up and told me to do it i'd be like okay but what about all these like garbage things that you're doing yeah um but if it was someone that i see in the gym who is like really like looks like what they know what they're doing and they come up and they give me like an actual tip um, yeah, I would, I would definitely take it, especially if it's a thing that I know I'm doing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. Yeah. I would. <laughs> so, so long, long story short, I don't think right off the, like, I don't think I would immediately be offended, but if it was like someone who has never done a deadlift before yeah. and they come over and start telling me how to deadlift, I would be upset. I would be like, okay. Like I'd be polite or whatever, but in the end of the day, I wouldn't put too much weight in it. Yeah. Put too much salt into it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so then my last one and this one will, this one gets me heated like, like none other. It's like probably going to be on my pet peeves list when, whenever we do that one. <laughs> yeah. But to clean up after yourself, because you people who don't are trash pandas and <laughs> I'm sick of you and you do not deserve to be in the gym. And, Yikes. I am Tell not how your you really mother. Feel. What? Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> so that is like, first off, so disrespectful to like leave your stuff like lying around. And there's one thing like if you're going to be moving through like, say like a superset of something and you have like your station set up, but to like leave a loaded bar with like a bunch of effing weight on it and like make somebody else put that away is so rude and so disrespectful. You're assuming that nobody else has anything better to do than clean up after you. This right. is not your home. And yeah. oh my gosh, it just like irritates me to no end. Or when people like re, I don't know when things are out of order too. And that's probably just more like a personal preference, but it makes it hard to find stuff. Like if you're stacking yeah. the plates in a different order or just like, you don't have a care about anything else or you leave bands everywhere jump ropes or whatever it is it, it just like irks me because if it's not at a crossfit gym like, like first off if you're leaving just like crap all over at a crossfit gym it's like messy it's hard for people to find their stuff and set stuff up if it's at like a traditional style gym like the y or something you're assuming that somebody else is going to clean that up for you and that, that just oh yeah. my, i could talk in circles about that because it makes me so mad yeah, and they're like they're assuming that their time is more valuable than anyone else's. Yes. Like everybody is in the gym um usually on short time. You know, like yes. I have an hour to get this in, 
the last thing I want to do is be spending, um, cause like I'm always going to clean up my weight. Right. But if someone leaves something, then I'm basically doubling the time that it would take for me to set up and tear down. Yes. Um, so you're not, no one is too busy to just strip their weight off. It doesn't take yes. that long. It t- you put it on the bar. It took right. you literally the exact amount of time to put it on it, but you think that it's going to take you more time to take it off and it's not. Right. My favorite, my favorite tweet that I think I've ever seen was this video and it would, and it goes, uh, the caption was watch me attempt to do the most difficult exercise in the gym. And it was him. Like he like hyped himself up. He was in front of a, like a really heavy dumbbell and he just like, <laughs> and like picks it up and takes it over the rack and puts it away. Uh, yes. <laughs> like it, it somehow is the hardest thing for people to do. It, is. it seems like, um, but I also, I think there's this thing it's almost always dudes that I see do this. Like I've never really seen a woman. Well, that's not true. I've seen a lot of women leave like bands and crap around. And yes. I could do another rant on things that I see women do in the gym. But, um, I think that guys that try to lift a lot of weight and are really proud of the weight that they lift will intentionally leave weight on the bar so that other people are like, Oh, this dude had four plates on the bar Yeah, or whatever. And it's like, no one no one thinks that way they're gonna walk up to the bar and be like this mother effort did not take yes. the weight off his bar it is literally the most annoying thing and I don't this might be like an unpopular opinion I don't really care if you wipe off like your like bench or oh yeah I, I don't care at or all. your box like I'm sweaty you're sweaty like I'm gonna go home and shower anyways and I know that there's some you know like you could get like staff or whatever if somebody has like staff or right whatever but like that's not really what I'm talking about and that might grow somebody else out if I don't do that. <laughs> yeah. I do wipe down my bike when I'm biking at the Y because um I do sweat all over it and I'm not going to like let someone just come and sit on my like right. swass, but Well, that's that's kind of my cutoff too. Like if I'm sweating a lot and I notice that I've left a lot of sweat on whatever thing that I'm on, then I'll I'll for sure wipe it off. But if I'm just like standard issue gym sweat and I leave a little damp spot on the bench. Um, I'm not yeah. going to go out of my way to do it. But yeah. <laughs> maybe that's completely contradictory of what we just talked about. But um, maybe. I mean, sweat, sweat evaporates pretty quickly, but the weight is not going to pick itself up. Yeah. So. <laughs> and I do know that people sometimes like um, I'll wipe off like maybe like a treadmill or the uh, what's it called? The bike. And someone will still come and wipe it off themselves. Yeah. So it's like. I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm somebody's like annoying person that won't clean up after themselves, but right in the end, wiping down a treadmill is not as much work or yeah. as much of an issue as someone leaving like 450 pounds on a bar Yeah, that somebody else is maybe going to need to use if there's like one or two. Yeah. Especially if it's, uh, someone was deadlifting and they leave it on the, on the ground because Ugh. it's like almost impossible for like, if you can't do that weight, it's almost impossible to get that weight off the bar. Yes. And, or you have to like shimmy the plates off and it takes forever. Yeah. And the it dead, just, the, the deadlift case of this, I can, I can usually tolerate if someone has left something on a bench or a squat rack because it's easy to take off, but the bench thing re- or the deadlift thing really bothers me. Yes. Um, the other, the other, I just thought of this while I was talking, the other inconvenient thing about leaving your stuff, like leaving your weight on the bar is people will assume that someone is using that. So yes. like if someone needs to bench and you left your weight on the bench, like they're going to see the weight. A lot of people 
there's some other extraordinary cases where they're just jerks, but um, a lot of people will see weight on a bar and be like, oh, dang, someone's using that. Like, I have to go do something else. Yeah. Like, there have been times where I've spent, like, because then you go do something else and you're doing that and then you come back and there's still weight on the bar. Like, you're not just hawk, hawk watching the bar the whole time. Yes. But there have been times where I'm like, okay, like, damn, I still need to use this. And then I realized this is just, no one's using this. Nobody is But here. because there's weight on it, no one else is going to use it either because they yeah. think that someone is on it. So Yes, it is it's the like, most annoying thing ever. It's like being at a restaurant and like when you're done with your food, you put your plate, like your uh, fork on your plate. Yeah. So that the, the waitress knows to come or the, the, the server, you know, whoever knows to come take your plate. Yeah. Um, it's kind of, it's like a, a signal like, hey, I'm done. You yes. Use this or you now. put your napkin up on the table or something. Right. right. Yeah. So. Yeah. That, that'll like, I could talk about that for days <laughs> and like, it'll bring out a side of me that I just like did not even know I had. Right. It's probably, especially now since I've like owned and like operated like a studio style gym and have had to clean up after people. And, yep. and now that we're not doing it, I leave my crap everywhere because I have earned <laughs> that right now because I've well, it is up. your, your space officially now, like 100% yours. So yeah. And I mean, it's still like, I like to have it clean cause then you come in and it's clean and everything's organized and you feel like ready to go. But right. yeah, that, w- that'll just, which brings us to a great point because I'm heated now. So like, let's get oh, into yeah. the don'ts and like, let it, let are. us, let's just tear some of this apart and I'm we, ready. We have primed the pump for a good vent sesh. I think. Yes. I think we're ready for it. So, um, so I'll, I'll start. Okay. So my number one don't, um, is just, um, don't be a douche. And that's pretty, I feel like it's self-explanatory, but in case you don't know what that entails, feel free to listen to my other don'ts because they're all kind of wrapped together. Um, my 15 point sub point <laughs> outline. Of- I really did try to cut the fat out of this and leave it to just like the main talking points. But there are, if you're just interested in things not to do at the gym, feel free to send me a message on Instagram just or DM something Jake. because <laughs> I will give you an unex or a completely, uh, full list of things not to do but <laughs> in the sake of being um, abbreviated the like one of the very important things I feel like is don't try to talk to people at the gym if they're busy um, and this is a completely different point than asking questions if you don't know what you're doing yeah this is just striking up yes like, weather conversation with people or like just random crap like yes. no one wants okay here's a whole nother thing no one wants to join your multi-level marketing pyramid scheme <laughs> so don't bring that crap to the gym Okay. First, I have two stories before you get on your rant because I can see the look in your eyes and <laughs> you're going into the dark place. And if I don't, if I don't say it for yeah, you now, should probably, you should probably step in here. First off, I saw an article on Twitter going around and I don't know if it was satirical or not. And it's hard to know on Twitter, but I'm, I think it was legit. And I think it was an article that was written in the like United Kingdom or something, but it was about how to talk to women when they have their headphones in and how to be persistently annoying because women who don't take their headphones out to talk to you means that they're playing hard to get and that they want you to assert your dominance. And at first when I was reading it, I was like, this has to be written by like the onion or something because, or what is it? Is that it? The onion? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because I was like, this is ridiculous, but it literally said that women keep their headphones in so that you have to pursue them because they don't want weak minded, like men who are just going to walk away and like have no backbone. They want you to be persistent and annoying. 
which let me just tell you men and women that is no stop talking to me when my headphones are in. I am not here to talk to you unless like you said, you need like help from me or something, in which case you can read the body language pretty well. Right. But if I do not take my headphones out or if I put my headphones back in, we are done talking and the conversation is over. Yeah, that is the most garbage line of reasoning I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, like the same goes for if you see a woman running or if you see anyone running on like a path. I just recently got catcalled and they expected <laughs> me to take my headphones out and to stop what you're doing and give them the satisfaction of having as a I'm conversation. dead running. You think right. my energy is going to go towards you? No, sir, it's not. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've got. It's never really happened to me before because I, I feel like women just don't think about hitting up guys at the gym yeah they don't but um or at least in the world that i've known which like that is i'm not complaining about it it's fine (laughs) but i so i i'm not speaking from experience but like my girlfriend and some of our mutual friends that um she works out with have told me like just so many cringy stories about dudes like kind of lurking around and then like building up the confidence to go talk to them. And it's like, Mm -hmm. they're like on the treadmill when someone, a guy will come and just stand in front of them on the treadmill, which is like, that's super condescending because it's saying I'm here. Yeah. Like you now have to leaving. You you now have to stop what you're doing to think or to talk to me. And they just like, you know, they're just annoying. I don't know. Yeah. Moral of the story. Just don't like, um, it's kind of, this point makes me sound like I'm just antisocial in general, which may or not be true, but I generally don't think I am. I just have a lot of like criteria of acceptable places to strike up conversations with people. (laughs) And the gym is not one of them. Like you can talk to people at the gym. That's fine. And you can be social and that's fine. But if you only, if you understand when it's okay, yeah. And if you are, if you are distracting someone or you're keeping someone from doing what they need to be doing, like if they look like they're trying to get away from you because they're in the middle of something, be, because they are, yes. like they don't want to be there <laughs> talking to you and they don't owe you anything. Like they don't want to be your friend. They don't have to be your friend. So just let them go. Like yes. just go to the gym, work out. And if you meet someone organically and it's fine, then great. But don't try to force that because that's not why anyone goes to the gym. Yeah. And or if they do, like, it's really obvious and they're annoying too. So, yeah, there's um, also like, there's like safety. I'm like huge on that. And one time when I was lifting, we were, I think we were doing like two rep max front squats. So I was definitely getting towards the end of that. And this girl came up to me and she was just like, oh, hey, Sarah, I'm mid squat, oh, like mid squat like seeing God in heaven, trying to get this bar up about to crap your pants. Yes. Like, and she was like, pee. how are you doing? And I'm like, uh, your response was <laughs> yes. And she stood and waited for me to be done uh. so that she could then, that I could then answer her. And it was just like, it was so awkward. And it was and not she, from her. Then she asked you to join her business team. Yes. Oh, can you please <laughs> talk about this? Like, no, not no. It's not really gym related. <laughs> Just long, people trying to long sell story you. short. I've had a lot of people try to get me to join this like multi level marketing cult in Kansas City. And the gym can, has been a hotbed. The for gym. It. The gym is one of their like their breeding grounds of trying to seduce people into this garbage business idea. So um, we can we can do another episode on that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, moving on. My next thing. 
not to do at the gym is take up too many pieces of equipment at once. And like I like like my first or my other point, this is a completely different thing of like doing supersets. Like if you're going to be doing supersets, that's a really common thing to do in the gym. Mm-hmm. And as long as the gym is not super packed, I think that's a completely fine thing to do. But if there's a ton of people in the gym, then I think you should sort of cater your workout a little bit differently to where you're not inconveniencing people. I think supersets are usually still fine, even if the gym is busy. But, um, and for those who don't know, a superset is two exercises, um, back to back or like with very little rest in between. And then, um, tri set is three sets or three workouts. And then anything more than that is a giant set. Um, so if you, a lot of supersets are done, like you'll do bench and then you'll do something else that you can just do right there by your bench. That's completely fine. Um, but if you're using multiple pieces of equipment, I would say be a little bit more cognizant of the number of people. Um, but this is a thing that I've kind of seen specific to women is they will take like, um, basically the entire resolution of dumbbells between five and 35 pounds and lay them out (laughs) on the ground because they need to do bicep curls, tricep extensions, dumbbell lunges, kettlebells or like dumbbell swings, shoulder presses, and like they feel like they have to do all that together. So yeah. they take up all these freaking dumbbells and then just lay them out on the ground. And it's, yes. it's terrible. Like, I don't know. I've never seen a guy do that. Like, I've done things like that before. It's called running the rack where you do a weight till you burn out and then you go down to the next weight. Um, yeah. But I've only done that one time when I was in the gym by myself at like 430 in the morning. Yeah. So like I wasn't, no one in, else there. I wasn't inconveniencing anyone. But yeah. Another anecdotal example of this is there's this girl at my gym who like will do this. Well, she'll, she'll take up like five pieces of equipment at one time. And if I'm like trying to get in on something, like I'll always kind of wait a few rounds to like see if, try to judge if they're done, but she'll do like six workouts or six movements for an hour and a half just like rotating around repeatedly through this circuit. (laughs) And I'll, a few times I've been like, Hey, are you almost like done? Can I use this? And she's like, Oh, um, I mean, I'm still using it because I kind of just like rotate back and forth between things. So, and then she just like stares at me and I'm like, um, can I, can I work in with you or something? She's (laughs) like, um, I I mean, I'd really prefer you didn't cause I don't want to have to change the weight every time or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, do you not realize what you're doing? right now like I'm (laughs) I'm trying really hard to be polite and make a compromise but you're just being selfish yeah um so yeah don't don't do that um just be cognizant of the other people around you and obviously you're there to kind of focus on what you're doing but that doesn't mean that you can just do your entire workout in a vacuum um just yeah just try not to inconvenience other people I agree with that um so my next one is kind of related and we've <laughs> we've definitely already talked about this so we don't but have let's to, just do it again well if you want to beat the dead horse even more we can but just, i think we should um my my don't do is don't leave equipment laying around for other people to clean up because <laughs> the people that are the the gym attendants their job is actually not to be a janitor like their yeah. job is actually to serve you on gym related things not yeah like maintain the order of the gym at least in my opinion 
If there's anyone listening who's a gym attendant that can tell us otherwise that in your job description it says clean up after tool bags, then um, feel <laughs> yeah. free to fact check us. But I'm giving you the benefit benefit of the doubt and saying that that's not the case. Yes. Um, so just it's a, again like it all kind of goes back to just be aware that other people exist like outside of your little personal atmosphere. Yeah. And um, just don't just don't do anything that's gonna inconvenience someone else. Or just being like rude and selfish. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next one after that is don't do weight that you can't handle. And this is not to be confused with pushing yourself. Yeah. So there's a difference between doing something that's really challenging and you, you kind of have to grind through it. But if you can get it and you can get it with good weight or good form, um, that's usually like a PR, you know, but something yeah. that you definitely can't handle means that you're compromising your form and your body positioning to just move the weight. Um, yeah. something that if you, uh, if you have a spotter and so if you're bench pressing and you have a spotter and they're like bicep curling the weight off of you <laughs> for like, if it's more than just like the last rep, then you probably need to reevaluate how much weight yeah. you're doing because there's this weird miss, like, um, kind of argument about doing weight that's too heavy for you with a spotter, how like somehow that's still beneficial to you. Like you're not really moving that way. I get it if you're, if you're controlling it all the way on the negative, but if someone has to like actively keep it from crushing your body and then also pull <laughs> it back up off of you, you can't handle it. Like you're not getting anything out of that. So don't yeah. be, don't be fooled by just like moving the weight because if you're not doing it right, it's not beneficial and you're just going to hurt yourself eventually. So yeah. don't do what you can't handle. Or even if you're not weight training, don't do movements you can't handle. Like right. um, if you want to do box jumps and you've never done a box jump before, don't set up a really tall box jump and like bust <laughs> yeah. up your shins on it, you know, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> or whatever, because can relate. It, it doesn't really inconvenience anyone else to do something like that. But you just look like an idiot and you will end yeah. up on Twitter somewhere on some gym fails oh thread um, and no one wants that. So just look out for yourself on this one yeah. um, and just don't look like a noob. So don't do stuff you can't <laughs> handle. It also is like super going to discourage you. I feel like if you're doing weight that's like way too heavy for you or you're doing box jumps that you can't do, like you're going to be discouraged. You're never going to really hit a point where you're like, oh, I feel like I could maybe do a little bit more. Right. Like you're always just going to be kind of struggling and it's not going to be fun for, unless you like, like feeling like that, which I don't know, like who you are and what your life <laughs> is like then. But yeah, I think the biggest like thing you can always tell when someone is dumbbell curling and it's too much for them and they literally are keeping their arm pinned at their side and they're using like their hip to like yeah. bring the weight up and like come back down. And like, that's, that's not how a dumbbell curl is supposed to be done for those of you right. who don't know that. And there are some there. So like there are some advanced techniques that, they're called cheat reps where like on dumbbell curls, like you cheat it up, like you said, but then you control it on the way down. So yeah. you're getting benefit. Um, it's called um, eccentric overloading. You're getting the benefit of it on one end of the movement, but not on the other. Yeah. Um, it's like a strength building technique, but that's kind of another thing is don't be like doing advanced training techniques if you're not exactly. in a place where you should be doing them. That's like a super advanced, like it's like it's normal a gym goer. It's a plateau breaker kind of thing yeah um, and if you're doing that for every every rep you're like i said you're missing out on half of the range of motion on that yeah. kind of thing um, and that's another thing i could rant on a lot is I a lot of personal trainers these days seems like their their marketing pitch is like showing 
showing their clients things they've never seen before, which are advanced training techniques or whatever, and saying that that's what they need to do every time to progress. And if you're doing that kind of thing all the time, you're actually going to set yourself back from the beginning because you're not learning how to do it right the first, like yeah. the first time. Yeah. Um, there's a reason that like fundamentals and certain exercises are things that you always see in the gym, like squat. Yeah. Like I talk a lot basically from the perspective of powerlifting and weightlifting or whatever. But um, if you want to get stronger and you want to build muscle, like squat, bench, deadlift those things are never going to go away because yeah. they're tried and true. But if you're doing everything, like you're always doing, this might go over some people's heads, so I'm sorry, but if you're doing accommodating resistance training, you know, you're doing one and a quarter reps, you're doing all yeah. this different high volume training all the time, you're going to burn out and you're going to get hurt. So like, yeah, um, I could relate that back to my shopping around for personal trainers thing. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think it's a bad thing if a personal trainer tells you we're just going to focus on the basics, like the bread and butter movements. You should really be cautious of the ones who, if you're a beginner and they're throwing all these things that you've literally never seen before, um, seems like they're made up, seems like they're, they're really trendy, like you need specific equipment for like you tie bands to everything you do or whatever. Like, I think you should be careful of those things, but. Definitely. Um, that was kind of a tangent from the don't do things you can't handle. But, yeah, um, that's okay. Yeah, make sure that everything you're doing has proper form and uh, just don't look like a noob. Technique is like the biggest thing and it's the most important thing. Like I 100% believe that your first rep warming up should match your last rep. Oh yeah, for sure. And like your warm-up sets should, you should not only be warming up your muscles, but you should be warming up your mind. So like you don't want to really be thinking in your working sets about your form. Yeah. So like if you're warming up properly and you're thinking through all of your cues, your positioning cues during the warm up, um, then you're kind of uh, pre-programming your mind muscle connection to where you don't have to think about that as much when you're under heavy load. You can yeah. just focus on producing power, which is the important thing. So, um, so the last thing that I had, which it, it can be kind of brief, is don't forget the reason that you're at the gym. And this ties back to my first point of um, have a plan when you go in. So I don't really have a whole lot to elaborate on on this. But um, if you go to the gym and your plan says, I'm going to run for a half hour or whatever, don't go in and then just like off the cuff change what you're going to do because it's really easy to, one, start <laughs> overtraining that way because you'll, you'll always end up just doing the things that you like, like I said before. Like yeah. you'll go in for a run and then you'll be like, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm going to hit some bicep curls. <laughs> you're eventually <laughs> going to overtrain your biceps. So yes. um, start with a good plan. And then, you know, as you start to become more advanced, advanced, you'll be able to gauge whether or not you should be doing more or less, or you can work in some accessory stuff. But from the beginning, for sure, just like, just stick to what you have uh, planned out from the beginning. Um, and don't forget that the reason that you're there is to focus on yourself, to better yourself. So don't spend a whole lot of time in the gym thinking about like what other people are thinking about you or um, concerning yourself with what other people are doing, which yeah. I'm guilty of too, because I go to the gym and just like pick apart what everyone else is doing and get really, really frustrated about it. <laughs> um, but I've been, I've been trying to be mindful of that because it can become really toxic. Like, yeah. If you forget the if you forget that the reason that you're going to the gym is to focus on yourself 
you'll start to just be like, oh, I don't want to go to the gym and be around all these idiots, like all these people that I hate. Like <laughs> that guy's going to talk to me while I'm on the treadmill or like yeah. all these people never clean up their weight or whatever. Um, those things will become, which I think is obvious because it's at the forefront of both of our minds. Those yeah. things will just kind of consume you and then ultimately convince you not to go and not to yeah. get, not to put in the work. Um, so just don't forget the reason you're at your gym is to accomplish a goal stick to your goals, stick to a program that's going to help you achieve your goals. And then also you're there to work on yourself. Um, yeah. So just go there with that mindset, in my opinion. Yeah. Which is similar. Like, you know, you go and you think that everyone's watching you, but really everyone is worried that you're watching them. So right. you don't have to worry about that because, and just like you said, focus on like why you're there and not why everybody else is there or right. what everyone else is thinking. And it's kind of helpful to remember too, that like, there is, especially in traditional gyms and bodybuilding gyms and whatever, there's this like air of vanity around everything. Like mm -hmm. the idea of working out just for the sake of physique is a, is in reality a really selfish and vain thing to do. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I don't think it's bad. I just, that's kind of a fact of it. And if you're surrounded by people like that, none of them even care about you because they're just yeah. thinking about how they look they're and there their for selves themselves. and whatever. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's easier said than done. That's kind of the case with a lot of things in life in general. But I think especially in the gym, you can kind of forget about the fact that anyone really is, is watching you too closely. Yeah. Do you have a list of don'ts? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mine, are, my, uh, mine are a little less uh, helpful, maybe. Maybe <laughs> the, mine are just like... That's fun. Please stop doing Good. these Good, these will things. be fun. Um, so first off, this one is one I even did a poll on Twitter, um, asking people this question because I, I don't understand. I need help. I need clarity. I need somebody to guide me through this like stage of my life and like <laughs> how this is consistently happening to me. Yeah. So because I am doing swims now, um, I'm in the locker room a lot more than I have been probably in my life. Um, right. so before the school year started, I was doing the swims early in the morning, like at 6 a.m. because uh, they would have swim lessons in the uh, like early morning slash afternoon. And you were taking these swim lessons or? No, I had to use the <laughs> I had to use the pool, but I couldn't right. use the pool because all of these stupid kids didn't know how to swim. Yikes. So okay. um, <laughs> I'm like this like heats me up. So. Just yeah. OK, so. I'm there at 6 a.m. getting ready to go swim. That's like not the first thing you want to do either because you're like cold. You're like getting into cold water. And it's right, like for sure. You're trying to warm up. And I don't know if this is the problem everywhere else, but it is a problem at my Y where the old ladies who do the water aerobics <laughs> at the 7.15 time or 7.30 time yeah. just love being fully naked. like In the pool? <laughs> in, the lo in the locker room. Oh, okay. Not in the pool. Okay, I was going to say, that's like a, I've never heard of that happening at a gym Yeah, before. no, that's not the type of gym I yeah, go to. Some, some weird nudist gym in no. Europe. Okay. So I don't understand, like, I understand that you're at the locker room to, like, change. And, you know, there's that kind of thing where you walk in and, like, everyone's naked and you just keep your eyes down and you change real quick. And then, like, you leave and, like, no one talks about it. No one ever says anything about it. Uh, that's what normal people do, yeah. This is not that. Correct. This is not that. This is not even, like, I've heard the, the, uh that old men like to put their leg up on the bench and talk to you with their like, yeah, their, 
their like body out. <laughs> the family <laughs> but, like, jewels out on display. The family jewels, yeah. you know, they've got like just their flip flops on. They, but, they like, always have flip flops on. <laughs> like nothing else. Go- this is gonna get me going. They never have anything covered up. But the <laughs> idea of them touching a shared floor with all these peasants, <laughs> yes. they gotta keep their stupid sandals on. So, okay. Sandals, yes. All okay. Right, and so this is this is above and beyond that. This is like a secret, not even a secret society because they're so open about it. Right. This is just the ladies at the Y naked club. And I did not realize that this was the club that I was now becoming a part of (laughs) while I was now becoming a swimmer. And it really came to a boiling point for me when I got done with my swim. I think it wasn't even that good of a swim. Like it was a long, hard session I had to do. I get done and I only live five minutes from my Y. So I don't change in the locker room. I just use it to like store my stuff and I'll like wear my swimsuit underneath my shirt and shorts and I'll just take those off and leave them in my locker room Uh or in the locker. And I'm like drying my hair off. I think I'm checking my phone and this lady who actually was sharing the lane with me, but she got mad at me and like (laughs) was glaring at me the whole time. I think she felt like kind of bad and because I'm not, I'm not making a lot of noise in the, in the pool. Like I very much keep to myself. I'm not doing anything splashy. I'm not practicing dives. Like she is practicing, um, somersaults in the deep end. Okay, Karen, I'm yes, we're sharing a lane. There's no room for this. And then the other girl in the lane next to us is throwing dumbbells in it and then swimming to the bottom and picking them up. So I'm like 6am. I'm the least of these people's worries. (laughs) Yeah. Those people are going to drown. She's literally, what is she training to be a Navy SEAL? I don't know what she's doing. Okay. But so I get in there, I get back into the locker room and she is changing she turns to me full frontal and mm. just strikes up a nonchalant conversation with me yeah. about um the shirt I was wearing and I was like oh yeah ha, ha. I was like kind of playing it off I tu- the southern lady makes a comment I turn around she's full frontal which is ironic because they're not wearing shirts they're but they're talking commenting about on your shirt while they have <laughs> yeah. none like they're like, why are you wearing your shirt? And I'm That's like, that's an interesting Man. shirt to be wearing in here. Why are you wearing it? Yeah, like <laughs> this is a Wendy's, right? <laughs> but I was trying to leave, and they like almost wouldn't even let me leave. And uh, so my don't, long story short, is don't talk to me when you're naked. Yeah. Like, can we just all agree that if you are naked and I, and I am not, please don't talk to me. If but you're as soon naked as you're I'm naked, naked. <laughs> you're open for open for conversation. Yes. Okay. I heard, I guess, that this why that there's issues with these ladies and that they literally have gotten into a fight over the shower because I guess there's a good shower and a bad shower. And they had <laughs> to send someone in to like break up this like old lady locker room fight. Naked old lady fight. Yeah. It's like Ugh. fight club with old ladies that are naked. Yeah. Oh my God. So just like, don't talk to me when you're naked. Don't talk to me while you're changing. Don't talk to me while I'm changing. Right. Don't talk to me, period. And you'll probably be fine. Yeah. I think if there's any men that are listening, they can probably relate to the fact that, um, I don't really know how it happens, but you hit a certain age where you, you just stop caring about, um, if other people see you naked. That is really true. Like I just need the confidence of an old lady man in the locker room old lady man old <laughs> so yeah there's something about old lady men that are just whenever you just get to an, a point in your life as a lady man 
Um, you just stop caring about being naked in front of people and you just really yes. let your lady man parts out to breathe. <laughs> I feel like when you get to that point in your life though, like you've earned your right to like be comfortable in your body and like, yeah, I congratulations, mean, I but I have, am not comfortable with your body. I don't have any problem with people being naked in the locker room. Like that's kind of what it's for, yes. but it's just, it's weird that there's always, especially men, I've never been in the women's locker room, believe it or not. <laughs> But there's always men that are just like, they're always naked just a little too long. Yes. And like, if it's a young guy, it's weird because you know that they're just a little too proud about what they have to offer. <laughs> but if it's an old guy, it's like, because they're old, they just like, like, man, it's too much work to get dressed. I'm going to sit here for a minute. <laughs> Legs open, bare ass butt on this concrete bench, but I still got my flip flops on. <laughs> That, that's what I've never understood. Bare butt on the cement, flip yeah. flops on on the Bare carpet. Butt on the cement, they're sitting on the floor now. They're no, not I mean, even like on the, the bench. The bench is made of cement usually. It's like concrete. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Uh, they, they just, you know, their danglers are just laying on it. <laughs> oh my gosh. We should probably oh. move on because I could paint oh. a whole picture about oh, this. Oh, me too. Oh, don't even. Don't even get me started. And I think the fact that really just makes it worse for me is that I have I was just in bed. I just woke up and this is what I'm seeing <laughs> is Nancy's whole body. Nancy yeah. and Karen bring yeah. Yes. Talk about the moon setting. Oh man. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What's your um, next moving one? Moving on. Um, don't judge others, which you kind of talked about worrying about like don't worry about other people judging you. But I do think there are people that go into a gym and maybe act like to think that they know better or they are better because maybe someone who hasn't been there before is just trying to get healthy. Maybe, maybe they're just like a body type that isn't normally a traditional gym goer body, you know, standard type. And I think some people do throw some shade at people that are just, going to walk on the treadmill for 30 minutes and they're like, right. mm, that's like not going to do anything for you. It's like, you know what? Yeah. They're doing something. So just like, let them do that. Yeah. I, um, this is kind of a funny point because we spent the last like 30 minutes just judging other people that we see at the gym. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> in the way of like how people look, I have yeah. always been far more impressed by, um, 300 pound man who is just now starting to walk on the treadmill than yeah. anything that I see jacked bodybuilder guy do at all. Jacked bodybuilder guy. Like yeah. jacked bodybuilder guy could deadlift 500 pounds. And at the end of the day, I would be more proud and more impressed with guy who just decided to make a change in his life. Yeah. You know, so I think, I don't know. There, that is probably for sure a thing where people are just like, look at that guy on the treadmill and look at what I can do. Yeah. Or like that person is using the equipment they want. They're like, they're not even like doing it or it's not even going to make a difference. And it's like, it is. And just stop being like a crappy person. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Yeah. 100%. Um, so that's just like a quick one. The next one, don't let your kids run rampant. And (laughs) I'm saying this. Fully knowing I don't have children, my this is child a tip is for a dog. Out, even just outside the gym, though, like this <laughs> this is just a vastly applying tip for life. And this 
this, I don't see this like at the, um, I'm no, that's not true. I do see this at the Y because the Y, you know, like mom will come and she'll bring her like 11 year old to like come work out with them. Right. And 11 year old is like loading up a bunch of weight on the ab machine and does <laughs> one rep and then leaves and leaves the freaking thing loaded. Like we just said, we're going to go on a whole nother tangent here, but yes. Or, you know, like you see mom is like doing her workout and kid is just walking around and it's just like he's so bored and lost. And yeah, there's going to come a point where he's either going to get her or he's like gonna you're just going to have someone's way or yeah, or something or he's yeah or whatever. So like at the Y, for example, that is like it's not just dist- it's only distracting for me because I'm on a, like a bike for like two and a half hours. And <laughs> you get, so a, you get a lot of time. You get a lot of time to people watch more. So yes, maybe other I did do. appreciate this one kid, though. He was very smart. I was on the bike and he had to have been only like 12 or 13 and he got on the bike next to me. But the bikes don't have TVs on. So he got off and went and turned the elliptical TV on in front of us. <laughs> and I thought he was just getting on to watch the TV. And then he walked away. And I was like, this, this kid really just turned the TV off and walk away. But he like went and got water and got back on the bike just to watch the TV on the in front of him while he biked. And I was like, OK, That's I funny. see you. What a guy. Yeah. That's um, funny. But then like uh, kids at like CrossFit gyms or boutique gyms. I've had so many instances where I've almost dropped my weight on a kid or um, I was doing like pull ups or toes to bar. And I've almost smoked a kid in the face with my feet. Right. Because the kid is running around, the parent doesn't want to stop their workout and go and take care of them. But ultimately, if you are bringing your kid, they are your responsibility unless the gym provides childcare of some right. sort. And it's not the coach's job to take care of your kid either. No. If and there I, is a coach running the class, like it's not their job to tell the kid to get off the mats. That's your job. Right. I also think there's this um, common this misconception that just because the gym doesn't explicitly say that you shouldn't bring that you can't bring your kids, that doesn't mean that you should or that you can yeah. like or that it's a daycare. Like, I, people that are listening might think that we're making this up, but I know exactly what you're talking about because yeah. I've been at CrossFit gyms before. I've been at smaller corporate gyms where like not you don't have to have a membership to just breathe the air there. <laughs> yeah. So people will bring their kids in and they'll just like, oh my gosh, it's like a it's like Tasmanian devils running all around. It's like a free for all. Yeah. yeah. It's like the wild west. Basically, if you're going to go to the gym, um, like it's about like the time that you're going to spend focusing on yourself. And if you need to take your kids, like I'm not saying that people shouldn't take their kids out the house or whatever, Yeah. but like <laughs> leave your kids at home always <laughs> find, find a gym or something that like you said, has like a daycare or like a, you know, child care, watch their, watch their kids Yeah. or, you know, make make other arrangements of some sort yeah, or like, you know, reprioritize your time. Like maybe you're going to have to wake up and go to the gym before they go Early. to bed or before yeah. they wake up, you know, like I doing it right after of- school is ugh, garbage. <laughs> I do know a lot of parents though. Like, um, if it's like a class style gym, like mom will work out at like four, watch the kids, dad will work out at five, watch right. the kids. Right. Or I, Again, remember, I do not have children, so my opinion is probably invalid. <laughs> right. Um, but like giving them a tablet or a book or something to work on for an hour while you're there. It's probably not effective. I mean, I know some kids that do that, or I do know parents that'll say, okay, we're coming to the gym, so you're coming with us, but they do make it a priority for their kids to do 
the workout. Oh yeah. Or do a workout similar to them. So they feel included. They're excited about it. That right. that might take more effort on your part, but like in the end, your kid is also learning how to like be active and things like sure. that. But don't just let your kid run around causing a mess for other people to clean up, causing issues. And then don't yell at your kids in front of people. Oof. I've seen that so many times where the kid is just a kid. The kid doesn't know. And the parent just unleashes on them. And it's like horrible for everybody. And ultimately like. You're going to open Pandora's box here. I know. (laughs) I'm going to get so much hate because like I don't have kids. So I like don't know. But I mean, I just coming from someone who was squatting a lot of weight and almost dropped it on your child. Like I'm. Yeah. You can't be doing that. I'm going to yell at you for that. But exactly. Yeah. I don't. I mean. I shouldn't even say this, but now that I've committed, I have to like, I, I have no business telling people how to, how to take care of their kids or whatever, but our, our parents never screamed at us in front of other people. No, that was for closed door they, conversations. They would leave the, they would leave Walmart. If we were like, if we were at the store and we were being ornery, like mom, would, which we never were. Cause we were like perfect. Right. But you know, in the in the, the event that this might have happened theoretically, I'm, I have reasonable confidence to believe that mom would have just pulled us out and then uh, ripped our butts in the Reamed car. Us. Yes, uh, I've, that's never happened to me before. I can't say that my mom has ever yelled at me, but it's yeah. ne- if or if not, that's ever happened. It's never been in front of other people. So yeah, never. Yeah, it's just I don't know. anyway. No, we always knew it was coming. Once the door is closed at home. <laughs> yeah, that's why we always <laughs> left the doors open and then we got yelled at for that too. So. <laughs> anyway, what's your next gym don't? Um, this next one, um, I don't know if it's like a gym thing specifically, but please stop for, just stop doing this. Stop listening to Instagram or Pinterest workouts that have absolutely no context to them at all. So like- right. There's so many Pinterest workouts that are like, do this. And it's like three sets of 10 squats. And that's all it says. Yeah. And Five it's minute just like, booty blaster. Yes. Stop it. Those are scams. They're trying to take your money and they yeah, do not, especially if they have paid. nothing. Yes. Like that's another thing is you can find anything you want to do to work out for free. Mostly, you should yeah. not. I mean, I understand liking to have like, like having somebody to help you work through it or um, setting up a plan for you. But in which case you're usually getting them as a coach also to like work. It's not like you're just buying this like workout program and then like, that's it. And it's like, Oh, it's just so annoying. I see so many people post stuff on Instagram and I've fallen victim to it too, where you see like a really cool workout, you see this body that they have or this like endurance and stamina and you think if I do those same movements or the, that same workout, I'm going to look that way too. And it usually has no context. It has no context of how often you need to do it you yeah. know, within your week or within your routine. It often has no context of how much weight to do. And it's just like, it's just BS. And like the Pinterest one makes me the most mad because it's like how to get a big booty. And it's just like stupid stuff that like yeah. will not even do anything for you. Glute bands. <laughs> Ugh, it's that just like, that's just whatever. (laughs) Um, and that goes pretty much right into my next one, which is don't expect changes in like four weeks or less. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cause there's so many, even six weeks, there's so many things that are sold that are like get abs in four weeks or literally I've seen Pinterest ones that are like 
get abs in four days. And I'm like, who, who is going to do that? (laughs) Please tell me who's going to do that. Someone who already has abs. No, that's not what I'm trying to do. Yeah. So I don't think that, uh, so I didn't mean to interrupt you, but you were, you were about to, you were going to the dark place. place. So I had to cut you off. Yeah. Um, I don't think that like finding things that inspire you on Instagram or Pinterest is bad. Right. Um, but I think the takeaway idea here is that like if you're a beginner and you're looking for things like that, like you're going to have to do some extra work outside of just finding the workout and educating yourself. Yeah. Like, like working out is not just a thing that you do. It's really a skill that you develop. And the most valuable skill about it is being able to weed through all the garbage and say, okay, this has like, you're going to probably have to learn some science. You're going to have to develop some logical thinking Yes. Um, which a lot of people are not willing to do, which is why the Instagram and Pinterest thing is such a big trap. So yeah. basically, if you want to be effective, like, and it goes back to your point of um, be okay with learning or being okay mm-hmm. with being new at something, like you're going to have to learn and you're going to have, if it's important to you, you're going to have to de- devote some time outside of the gym um, to actually learn the fundamental concepts of things. Um, yeah. Because you're right that, the thing it really bothers me when I see, um, and I think women probably fall victim to it more often than guys do. Um, I don't know that for sure, but I just know based on the volume of Instagram posts that I've seen by mm-hmm. girls that are Gymshark ambassadors or like <laughs> some clothing line ambassador, it's almost always women that I see doing it. And mm-hmm. they they got more often than not, those girls have really good bodies that they got through someone else personal training them. But yeah. then they're using their body as a billboard and like it catches people's attention and then they're like, oh, well, this person has this body. That means they know what they're doing. So I'm going to listen to yeah. everything they say. And it's not really the case. Um, so my programs, I I paid for the program that I'm doing, but it's really just like a cookie cutter program, more or less. Yeah. The reason that I bought it is because the guy who wrote it, his name is Jeff Nippard. He does a lot of really high quality educational content on YouTube for free. So I've learned yeah. a lot about technique and I've learned a lot about um, just like fundamental training concepts like periodization and volume and nutrition and all this stuff from him for totally free. And it's all really good. It's science based. And so I really just wanted to support him. And Not I'm sponsored sp- though. Not sponsored. But like <laughs> the reason I bought those programs is because I knew they were good and I just wanted to support him. But like, I do yeah. agree with you that if you're, if you're going to pay for something, like it's not to say that buying a program online is bad. I think there's a lot of really good stuff yeah. you can get on there. And especially if it comes with someone helping you check in on your progress, helping you yeah. like, uh, giving you advice to break through plateaus, help checking in on your diet or whatever. I think that's yeah. pretty valuable. But like you said, if you, if you take the time to learn and, um, uh, just like go through the the eff, the effort of thinking about it yourself. You can figure a lot of that stuff out for yourself without paying yeah. for anything. So, yeah. Um, but also, like you said, um, the thing of not seeing it results in four weeks. Like, it depends on what you're doing. But for most people, and for most people's beginner goals, that's going to take time. Like a lot of t- yeah. like on the order of couple years time. Like you have yeah. you have to be okay with the actual time scale of your goals. There are some yeah. things that you can achieve in four weeks. Like you can, most people can lose like four to six pounds in four weeks pretty easily and pretty healthily. 
Yeah, um, but most people are like, I want to lose 20 to 30 pounds in four weeks. Yeah. And yeah, if the general population is not going to be able to do that. If your goal is I want to lose, I want to lose 20 pounds, then you have to understand that there's like a max a max rate of weight that you can lose in the amount that you want it in the amount of time that you want to do it. So yeah, if you want to lose, if you want, yeah, if you want to lose 20 pounds, you're going to have to do some backtrack work to figure out like how long can I re like, what's the reasonable time span of this? But yes. Yeah. Don't expect like, it, I mean, it, it just goes back to what I said about having to learn things. Like, um, not every goal is something you can achieve in four weeks. Like yeah. you might have to take a bigger goal and break that up into four week progress points that you can check in on. But yeah, anyway. which is good because then that helps you stay with yours of knowing what to do or why you're at the gym. Right. Absolutely. You don't feel so overwhelmed. Like you're digging, you know, a deep hole and you're just moving like teaspoons of dirt at a time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes that, that's it how apart. it goes, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. that just is how it goes. And I think as a beginner, um, you kind of have to just learn that early on that it's a slow kind of, it's like a lifelong journey. Yeah. So. Um, my final and last one is one that I've actually just been learning recently with this training is don't redline your whole workout. So that might not apply to everybody. If you're lifting or bodybuilding, um, your heart rate's probably going to be low most of the time, or it should be relatively in like a fat burning state. And if you have like a Fitbit or a watch or something, it'll tell you where your heart rate is at. Yeah. Um, but if you're running or, biking or doing sprints or anything like that, you really should always be working at about 70 to 80% of your like max effort. Um, and when I was first starting this Ironman training, you think that like you need to just run as fast as you can, as hard as you can for as long as you can. And you're just going to eventually keep that pace up and keep those things going. Yeah. But with an Ironman, I'm looking at doing about a six to seven hour day of this and your body cannot sustain that. And similarly, so I was doing research on it because I was like, I, it's actually called um, the endurance 15 and you start gaining weight because your body is almost in over recovery mode and it's trying to protect your body because you're redlining so much. Um, I just totally lost my train of thought. Redlining. You don't have to recover. Oh, uh, endurance 15. (laughs) Your body will gain weight because you're over recovering. I have no idea where that. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, (laughs) I'll try and bail you out here. I agree that like, even from like a uh, strength training standpoint, um, you shouldn't really be taking every set to failure. There's like, yeah, this is something that I've started to learn recently as well. And, um, I was never one of those guys that like every time I lifted, I had to try to max out or anything, but. I used to do this programming that would have me um, have me testing my one rep max every quarter. So every mm-hmm. uh, three weeks, wait, mm-hmm. three months. <laughs> yeah. Right. Three months. Yeah. Every three months, which is, that's a lot. And the yeah. volume of the workouts was always really high. And then to go from a high volume workout, there was deloads built into it. But then usually after a block, you would check your one rep max and, Man, it, like my, I just never recovered and I was getting injured. Like I tore, not like very seriously, but I tore both my quads at one point, not at the same time, yeah. but like 
um, like with within six months of each other, max trying to max out on squats and stuff. And like you in for strength training, it's very similar that most of the time you're working within 70 to 80% of your max, your max working capacity. Um, Yeah. Like your body is just not designed to be working at max effort all the time. And if you are like it, you can very, I mean, I'm not like a super expert, like I'm not a scientific expert about this, but I just, I feel like you get to a certain pi- a certain point and your body will go into fight or flight mode. And yes. if you're redlining, like that's a really, really high stress scenario for your central nervous system. And if you haven't, if you haven't built up, um, this goes back to like actually training. If you haven't built up a tolerance to mm-hmm. a certain sort of work capacity, your body's going to f- freak out every Which time is, yeah. like every time that you do this it's not going to adapt it's just yeah. going to be like oh damn that sucked and then it's you know it's yeah. going to like go into over recovery mode like you said yeah um, we should yeah. we should have like an expert weigh in on that but i i just think anecdotally that's what i've i've witnessed and i think that's yeah. probably yeah and that's accurate. for sure like what started happening with me i was hitting right around 9 10 weeks of my training and you'd think right around then you're going to see like massive improvements. You're going to hit, you're going to have breakthrough. But what actually happened was the complete opposite. And I started tanking my workouts like significantly were cut in half. And I was going from doing like long, you know, hour long, hour and a half long runs to not even being able to do 20 minutes. Similarly with swimming, like swimming is probably my strongest out of the three. And I was just like, I couldn't even do a hundred meters without just being like trashed. And I couldn't figure out what it was. And I was eating right. I was, I was actually increasing my calories and it was making me feel even worse. And it was because my body was storing so many calories and carbs to try and recover because I was redlining and just my heart rate was freaking out so much that it, my body was just literally trying to be in survival mode. Right. And it had no idea what to do. So then I started looking at it and that's, I started doing that heart rate training, trying to, which is now so stupidly boring, but <laughs> it's now training my body to like, like recover again basically and you know I get done with like I've just been doing like 30 minute runs this week to do it and I get done I'm not tired at all I'm doing the same amount of distance I'm not tired at all which is good my body has been able to really recover this week and I'm like excited to see what next week looks like but I think a lot of people think that you have to just go as hard as you can during every workout and that's absolutely not the case especially if you're entering like a training season especially people that like are going to train halves I know half marathon season, there's a couple in Lincoln coming up. Right. Like you, that's not the point. You need to either pick distance or you need to pick speed to focus on. Right. And then once you get that built up, then you can start working on the other one. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen this a lot too with um, like group classes where it's like a spin class yeah. or it's a rowing class or something. People every day go in and just feel like they have to, you know, go as hard as they possibly can every day. And that's the only way they'll get an effective workout. And like there's a difference between pushing yourself every day and like doing Dying. like, yeah, going so hard that you're actually not getting anything out of it. Yeah. Um, and these are the same people that I know that are always kind of wondering why they don't see any results. And it's like, it's your butt. Like you need to recover, man. Like yeah. your body, like it's all about adaptation and your body's not going to adapt if you're always trying to kill it. It's just going to yeah. be like in survival. It's just going to try to survive and, yeah. It doesn't really adapt to the stimulus that you're giving it if that's the case. Exactly. So. Yeah. Thank you for bailing me out of that. My brain literally <laughs> just shut down. I have no idea what happened. Hey, that's happened to me more <laughs> more often than I care to admit. So 
Uh, okay, well, I think we hit pretty much everything that somebody can or cannot do at the gym. Well, I mean, there's plenty more, but within yeah. the amount of time that we people would probably want to listen to us rant, that's probably if they haven't already turned it off. <laughs> yeah. Um. So sticking with our trend of last week, um, Jake and I are going to do our go tos of the week, um, because I personally love trying new things. I love seeing um, new products. I'm a sucker for good. Uh, packaging on products. So <laughs> right on. Um, what is your go-to this week? So this week, well, so I first want to start off by doing a fact check of last week. I recommended okay. the app. Um, it's called Gravitas. I called it Gravitas last week and I spelled it wrong. Oh, yes. So if you're interested in that app and you couldn't find it, it's because it's actually spelled G-R-A-V-I-T-U-S. Not um, A-S. Not A-S-U-S. Um, super good. I still recommend it, but that's not my thing of the week this week. Um, <laughs> it is another app, though, that I use pretty frequently, and it's called Mint. Um, we're not sponsored, but I, I have really found this app to be helpful for me. Um, it's a financial planning and um, just kind of budgeting app. So basically, you go in and you can connect all of your accounts to it. So for me, I have my checking account, my savings account, um, my 401k, all of my student loans, my car loan. Um, and I think that's oh my employee stock that I get at my company. I have mm -hmm. all of that connected to it and it calculates everything and gives me my net worth, which is super depressing because I have a lot of student debt and a car payment. Yes. So I have a like highly <laughs> negative net worth, but, um, it is helpful because the most helpful part about it is, um, it, it tracks all of your transactions through all of your accounts and it puts together trends for you. So I can mm. see month to month. It helps me. It just helps me budget out. Like I can see month to month how much I'm spending on going out to eat. And I yeah. can, it, like if that's really important to me, then I can um, pull back on other things that are less important to me. Or, you know, I can just always see basically what my spending looks like. And you can set budgets um, and, and pretty much real time. It'll tell you like, hey, you overspent on this this month or whatever. Yeah. It'll give you a notification on your phone. So... All that to say, if um, personal finance tools are important to you or you're looking to set budgets or have a tool that helps you, um, gives you some information about how to save for a goal that you have, I would highly recommend the Mint app. It's pretty dope. Um, nice. No product packaging because it's an intangible thing, but it's, yes, it's pretty cool. But I do so. love good design work too. So Yeah, and that, I mean, that's the other thing. The, uh, the user interface I've found to be pretty help, pretty nice. And um, on top of that, you can use it just in the web browser too. So you don't have to download Ooh. it to your phone. Using it on the browser is a little bit easier. So usually like if I have to go in and actually configure some things, like configure a new budget, I'll do that in Google Chrome on my computer. Um, but then you can keep track of everything everything pretty easily on your phone. And yeah. I just think it's cool that you can factor in, you know, all of your debts and all of your credits and everything. Um, and it calculates your net worth and it tells you, It'll tell you, hey, you have this bill coming up, you have this loan payment coming up, um, whatever. So it just helps. Yeah. And it's all in one place too. So like if I need to know, usually if I need to check like what's in my checking account or my savings account, those are two separate apps for me. Um, yeah. But I just I just use Mint for everything when I'm checking things just like right off the cuff. So yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty sweet. Cool. What's yours? 
Um, my go-to this week is I started taking CBD oil to help with um, recovery. Um, and so my go-to is specifically Beam, B-E-A-M, like a sunbeam. Oh, yes. CBD oil, non-spawn, but maybe someday. Hope so. Um, I also have super bad TMJ, which um, started because I was What is TMJ? My, um, I don't really know what it stands for, uh. but it's basically like... When you grind your teeth or clench your jaw so bad, there's nerves in your jaw wow. and um, towards your back of your neck that just get flared up and damaged and can cause really bad migraines, which is what I have. Um, and so I was taking Excedrin like every single day, even more than I was supposed to. Um, I went to my doctor and I told her about this and she prescribed me a steroid to help with the swelling in like my jaw and neck because like the muscles and joints and everything were so swollen. Sure. And long story short, I ended up taking like seven times the actual <laughs> like prescribed yeah. amount because I wasn't listening in the mean or the appointment. And, uh, th that's like a whole different story, but, and I had to like go through like withdrawals and everything, but, mm. um, yeah. So I don't, I don't normally like taking like prescription medication unless I have to. And that's just because of like my health history. I like to try and do it as um, like holistic as possible, but I was pretty desperate with these headaches and with this TMJ jaw issue. And so I knew that um, CBD oil was an anti-inflammatory. So I started taking it and mine's peppermint flavored. So peppermint also helps with headaches and I'll just take a little bit like 0.25 milliliters right when I feel a headache coming on and I'll just take that. Um, and then I'll also take some right before bed and it just helps you sleep so deep. It helps me feel so recovered, especially because my legs and my back usually hurt so bad after training. It just helps like my whole muscle and my whole body feel so good. Nice. Um, and I also read that you can take a little bit of CBD oil and put it like on your face if you're having a breakout. So I have yet to try that, oh, Really? but I've heard that it's supposed to be really good for your skin too. So huh. that's my go-to. Um, I do have some people that I follow on Instagram that have like a 15% off code. So if you are interested in that, just DM us and let me know and I'll <laughs> refer you to them. Sweet. Um, so I did use a 15% off code, but yeah, it, it's fairly expensive, but um, it's, I agree that I think CBD is better than the alternative of a lot of prescription medication, like pain, yeah. painkillers and crap that you'll yeah. get addicted to. So yeah. Cool. Right on. All right, guys. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of Relatively Relatable. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and write a review of our show if you haven't already. And to stay connected with us, you can find us at Blank Slate LNK on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.